It's Friday, July the 3rd, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist, sponsored by TD Ameritrade. Coming up, American unemployment eases and an activist flees Hong Kong. First, the world in brief. America's unemployment rate fell to 11.1% in June, a 2.2 percentage point drop compared with May, as some states lifted lockdown measures. The economy has replaced 7.5 million of the 22 million jobs it has lost since March. However, a new surge in COVID-19 cases has since forced many states to reinstate restrictions, which could trigger a new wave of job losses. The Republican governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, mandated that face masks must be worn in public across the state, other than in counties with fewer than 20 cases of COVID-19. It is a stark about face. Earlier, Mr Abbott tried to prevent Texan municipalities from requiring that masks be worn. The state counted 8,100 new cases Wednesday, taking its total past 182,000. Tokyo reported 107 new COVID-19 infections, the most on any one day since Japan lifted its state of emergency on May 25th, and the highest number since May 2nd. Commentators had thought that Japan had done a good job of controlling the virus, with contact tracing and a diligent public. But cases have been gradually rising again in recent weeks. Nathan Law, one of Hong Kong's most prominent pro-democracy campaigners, fled the territory. Mr Law, talking from an undisclosed location, said he risked being arrested by Chinese authorities under national security legislation enacted this week. He had earlier given testimony online to an American congressional hearing about the new law, which he said had cost Hong Kong its freedom. A mudslide caused by heavy rain killed more than 160 people at a jade mine in Hokkan, Myanmar. Several similar accidents have occurred in Myanmar's jade mines in recent years, including an incident in 2015 in which at least 113 died. Rescue workers continue to search for survivors. Ryanair reported a 97% year-on-year fall in passenger numbers in June. Europe's largest low-cost airline carried just 400,000 people, down from 14.2 million in June 2019. It restored service on 90% of its normal routes this week. Wizz Air, the largest budget carrier in Central and Eastern Europe, said its passenger numbers fell by 86% year-on-year in June. Ghislaine Maxwell, a British socialite, was arrested in America on charges that she helped Jeffrey Epstein, a financier, sexually abuse girls as young as 14. Mr Epstein committed suicide in prison last year. The indictment from the US Attorney's Office for the Southern District of New York refers to three anonymous underage victims. Miss Maxwell has long denied any wrongdoing. And editor's note. Monday's Espresso reported that 80% of carbon offsets from Corsia, an airline emissions reduction scheme, were unlikely to lead to additional emissions reductions. That percentage in fact referred to a larger set of the offset market, before Corsia limited which offsets would be allowed in the programme. Apologies. And now, here's today's agenda. Independence Day 1. Americans pour forth. Americans will celebrate their Independence Day tomorrow in wretched spirits. Polling by the Pew Research Center, a think tank, suggests just 12% are satisfied with the state of the country. Just 17% are proud of America. Not even in the depths of the 2007-2008 financial crisis, when 23% were still satisfied, have they been so unhappy. Small wonder, you might say. The country is in the grip of the worst pandemic in a century, economic crisis and a giant spasm of racial unrest. Over 130,000 Americans have succumbed to COVID-19, 
and the virus is now surging in the south and west. Even after stringent lockdown measures have been lifted in most states, the unemployment rate is over 11%. Yet opposition to the divisive presidency of Donald Trump has added an additional layer of dissatisfaction. Pew found that 53% of Americans consider him a poor or terrible president. He faces re-election in five months. Independence Day 2. England lifts its lockdown. This Saturday, people will be getting haircuts, visiting museums and downing pints at the pub. The mundane scene will be made extraordinary by the fact that these activities have been prohibited for the past 102 days. So momentous is July 4th, 2020, that some Britons call it Independence Day. And like all peoples yearning to breathe free, many think it is time such liberties were granted. Their counterparts in Europe have been out and about for more than a month. But not all Brits are as keen to resume normal life. Scotland and Wales have later opening dates than England, and a fresh COVID-19 outbreak in the English city of Leicester has led to the imposition of a local lockdown. Britain is still reporting twice as many daily cases as Spain and four times as many as Italy, two of the worst-hit European countries. Better down those pints quickly. Back to the futures. COVID-19 versus MIFID 2. Tomorrow, sweeping new rules were to come into force to boost competition in Europe's 73 trillion euro, 82.5 trillion dollar futures market, where traders bet on the future value of commodities, securities and other things. Part of MIFID II, a mega package of reforms set to upend the EU's financial market, the open access regime would have required exchanges to allow market participants to choose where they want to clear their trades, instead of forcing investors to use their own clearing houses, which ensure transactions are completed even if one side goes bust. Citing market turbulence and the operational complications of working from home, however, the EU last week postponed the regime's implementation for a year. Critics concerned that a big bang reform might threaten the bloc's financial stability cheered. Proponents are starting to doubt whether the provisions will ever come into effect. They were initially due to be introduced in January 2018. Lowering the bar. Turkey's judiciary. Lawyers in the Turkish capital Ankara are set to stage a protest today against the planned overhaul of the country's bar associations. Turkey's government, headed by President Recep Tayyip Erdogan, recently tabled a bill allowing new bar associations to set up shop in Turkey's biggest cities. Critics say the law is intended to increase Mr Erdogan's stranglehold over the country's judiciary. The Ankara, Istanbul and Izmir bars are known to be opposition bastions and regularly spar with the government. Earlier this year, prosecutors launched an investigation against the Ankara Bar Association after the group criticised a homophobic sermon led by the head of Turkey's religious authority. Today's will not be the first protest. The presidents of dozens of bar associations marched on Ankara last week, donning their robes only to be stopped by the police. They were allowed to enter the city only after a 24-hour standoff. Hung out to dry. Croatia's general election. Croatians vote on Sunday. The result could be a hung parliament. Meanwhile, the country is heading for an economic meltdown as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. A quarter of Croatia's economy relies on tourism. With potential visitors stuck at home because of travel restrictions, hotels are empty. Croatia's GDP may drop 11% this year. Andrei Plenković, the Prime Minister, is appealing to voters to play safe with his ruling centre-right party. A left-of-centre coalition could win most seats, but according to the polls, neither of the two main groups will have a majority. 
Mr Plenkovic could strike a deal with a far-right party that would set Croatia on the same road as Viktor Orban, the hard-right prime minister of neighbouring Hungary. Alternatives include a grand coalition or a technocratic government. But speed will be of the essence. After some initial success in combating the pandemic, infections are once again spiking. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Nathaniel Hawthorne, who was born on July 4th in 1804. The world owes all its inward impulses to men ill at ease. The happy man inevitably confines himself within ancient limits. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening. Thank you.